0: Yeah. Yeah. The Movement, The Movement, yeah. the, movement. Yeah. the Movement, The Movement of Color Podcast. Whoa! Episode 12 your wage stolen by your boss? Today we're going to talk about wage theft. Also, have you noticed there's a lot of Nazis running for office this year? We're going to talk about that too. Hi, my name is Brandon Payton Carrillo. Let's get to work. Hey Byron, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, and you?
0: You know, I am swell because I am excited about this next topic we're about to talk about: wage Ooh, theft. Yes. Wage theft.
1: Yes. They, uh, while while uh, as socialists, we do acknowledge that all uh, you know wages are theft. Uh, this is uh, especially a especially grievous uh, affront, where like even promise of wages are stolen from you.
0: Yeah. It's like theft upon theft. <laughs> it might be the most assholiest thing you can do.
1: It it really is. And it and like um and looking into it, it, you you find out it's surprisingly common.
0: Give us some insights on wage theft. Um what are some of the more common forms of wage theft and um maybe even a definition for those who don't quite understand when someone steals your wages. Um, All right, so
1: wage theft, um, at least according to California labor law, is defined as um, you doing work for an employer, um, and your employer just doesn't pay you. Either they, either they, either they don't pay you, or they underpay you, and it doesn't matter whether it's intentional or unintentional. So, like your boss could be like, you know, twirling their mustache, you know, like he he he, I'm fucking this person over, but far more often than not. Um, it's probably just some, like, small to medium business owner who just doesn't fucking know and didn't bother to hire a lawyer to tell them, like, what, cal- what labor law is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, it, it's, um, so yeah, it's, it's surprisingly common when you, when you look into things, especially within uh, certain industries, like um, the uh, restaurant industry especially. Um, whatever it involves, uh, you know, it happens to people color a lot. Um, it happens to immigrant communities a lot. Um, you know, it's so common that uh, if you've worked like in, like, if you've worked like, let's say five jobs, you were probably fucked over in one of them. Easily, yeah. It's 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 like yeah. Like again, if you could just take any person off the street and say like, okay, what were the five last jobs? And like they tell you, it's like okay, you probably got fucked over in one of them.
0: So. What is a common – some of the more common forms of wage stuff? So like they steal your wage by this or that. Um, so uh, some of those common
1: ones um, are overtime or uh, overtime where they make you work overtime but then don't pay you overtime because um, there are some exceptions to overtime uh, but they misclassify you. So it's like, oh, you like you don't get paid overtime in this specific type of job, even though you actually are. Uh, your boss doesn't want to fucking pay you, um, uh, and then they just don't pay you, and then you have all this money that you should be like you are owed. Um, another form is uh, where they just don't pay you minimum wage, or which is like, you know, very clear and cut and dry. Um, another is where it's actually commonly not, not known, but uh, uh, illegal deductions. So, like, if you fuck up, your boss isn't allowed to, like, deduct your pay from, like, your wages. They're not allowed to do that. Uh, so if, if, you know, if you have to, like, get a new uniform, it's up to your employer to get you your uniform. They are not allowed to deduct that from your pay. Um, things like that. Uh, which happens, like, surprisingly all the time, especially in the service, whatever, whatever, especially in, like, service industry jobs. Um, this is very common. Um, another is when uh, say your boss uh, calls you in uh, to, to work and then when you get in there, instead of like going to clock in, it's always like wait in a corner somewhere and like they'll let you know when to clock in. Like no, like, like when you're supposed to clock in at like the time – like the, w- w- when your shift is supposed to start, that's when it's supposed to start. Um, another uh, kind of – actually surprisingly common – um, is when your boss calls you like and then tells you hey don't go to work i mean don't don't like do anything today because i might call you into work today um so essentially you're you're at home just waiting all fucking day like you're waiting for this call to come in like you're like all ready to go and then it never comes like that whole time that you're there that's waste wasted because the cause you're cause you're literally like just waiting, not living your life expecting to go to work. Um, so that in and that that's also wage theft. Um, you know, and then there are a few other ones, but they're very minor and, and not as big. But but yeah, it, it's you'd be surprised how many uh forms of wage theft there are.
0: I could tell you about four of those that you rattled off as happened to me. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like, literally, if you, again, if you just take any one person who's, like, lived, worked more than, like, five separate jobs, like, yeah, they'll fucking tell you, like, oh, my God, that happened to me.
0: And, like, for example, the uniform kind of requirement, that one pisses me off the most because I have to buy specific shit to work in your facility and then you deduct it from my pay. That's That's egregious. That's happened to me where, oh, I lost my apron for my serving shift. Guess what? I have to buy a new apron. As opposed to saying, here's a fucking apron. We have a box so have at it. We factor that into our budget. But no, no, you have to pay 15, 20 dollars for an apron, you know, 40 dollars for a bullshit ugly vest, you know, 20 dollars for a tie that you never wear anywhere else but that facility. In some ways, it's kind of extortion.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, it's – I mean, waste theft is so prevalent in the US. Like, it. I, if you put all forms of waste theft together um, and just the amount of, like, money um, they have stolen and they have – this is literally theft um, uh, from, like, compared, compared to, like, you know, robberies or burglaries and, and like, actual – and, like, theft of property – um and money directly from just random people. Like, no, waitstaff blows that shit out of the water in comparison.
0: And here's here's another one that I think it's important to mention, especially amongst the group of people who get tips. Sometimes you have business owners that take it upon themselves to say, don't worry guys. I know we all pull your tips together. Let us collect the tips. We'll do your taxes on that, so that it's easier for you to report them. We're doing this as a favor for you, and then they fucking short you on tips.
1: Yeah, exactly. That that's also a huge issue in the in the restaurant industry, where servers, uh, the boss forces you to collect uh, to like pull your your tips, and then just like basically just takes like chunks of it. Like that's also illegal.
0: And now, um, now it's become almost not illegal if I remember correctly that one of um, the deals that Trump has made or they're trying to make happen in the Republican Congress that um, the tips that you receive in your facility is property of the owner and they can choose whether or not to give you those tips
1: yeah so yeah, it's it's really fucked up. Um, and just to like put a little icing on the cake, um, so if someone goes and like puts a gun to your head and then like tells like and then like you know tells you give me your money, um, that's like a criminal offense. Like if you go and like steal something like like steal some office supplies from your boss, that's a criminal offense. You can go, you could theoretically go to jail for that. Uh, but if your boss steals wages from you, he, like, they will never see a single day in fucking jail. Um, it is the only form of theft that is not a criminal case. It is a fully civil case. It will go only through the civil courts. Um, the, the, most, uh, the biggest repercussion they'll get is to have to pay a few thousand dollars. Um, so, like, this is very much one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, like the, the, the capitalist class is very much a protected class.
0: <laughs> for sure. For sure. So how can we fight against this? How can we stop this from happening to us?
1: Well, um, every single state in, in, in the U.S. has an, a, a labor relations board. Um, I know here in California, we have a really good, we have a actually surprisingly good one. Um, we have surprisingly good labor laws. Um, and like almost every single time that there's a, a claim issued on the labor courts, um, they almost always go on the side of the employee. Um, so, and, and, and this is specifically for California because that's the one kind of my DSA chapter is looking into. Um, it's It's basically a matter of, at least in California, so if you're in California, listen up. Uh, it's simply a matter of like finding the victim of wage theft, either it's you or someone you know, um, getting the pay stubs, because this is because you have three years statute limitations, so you have to go back and find all those pay stubs and like kind of calculate um, using some kind of fairly basic math uh, how much how much you had stolen in wages, um, and then it is and then you kind of you, know, you get a lawyer who has a bar number and then they file it. To that, to the California Labor Board. Um, at that point, um, it's really up to the lawyer um, and then you, uh, because the, the thing is, uh, in a weird, awesome twist, um, it's up to the employ, employer to prove that they did not uh, commit wage theft. So if they don't have any fucking records, or they're just like a complete dumbass, uh, like it's gonna go with, it's gonna automatically go towards you. Uh, the, the the case so and especially in California where it's like it's the penalties and fees are pretty high you can turn like a thousand dollars in wage theft um into like three thousand or four or four thousand in like in like pay that's owed back to you um so yeah it's it's California is surprisingly a really good uh state uh to like to like when it comes to um, wage theft the problem is is that people just don't fucking know labor law and the unions have kind of dropped the ball on this. Like this, this was something unions used to do and focus on, but like ever since like, you know, ever since like the eighties and the fall of the unions, like they've been focusing on, on like life support and like supporting Dems rather than like actually giving a shit about like, you know, uh, like their employee, like their, 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 their members getting fucked over
0: like,
1: uh, by white stuff.
0: Exactly. There's waiting on handouts by the Democrats Without maybe advocating for particular legislation locally, yeah, yeah, damn. Um, yeah,
1: again, like this is something you can do. This is something you know uh, your DSA chapter can do. This is uh, surprisingly not as as hard as it, as, in, as you necessarily think it might be. Uh, but yeah, that that that's why stuffs.
0: Well, in case we all decide the mad rush to California. Um, get involved in what your labor laws are in your local state or territory. Uh, thank you for your time, Byron.
1: Uh, you're welcome, and thank you for listening.
0: Hey Byron Yeah I got a gripe for you Lay it on me bro Alright My gripe is This midterm election There are too many fucking Nazis Running for Congress
1: Yeah I, 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 I've noticed that too
0: Like Too many And then, you know, we always knew there were like... I mean, one is too many. (laughs) Yes, one is too many. But I think we have literally eight people that are out and about white supremacists. And then you have a bunch of crypto fascists uh, adjacent to them and supporting them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, there's that one uh, guy who's an out and open pedophile, which is like, okay, (laughs) like, I guess this is where we're at now.
0: Yeah, we're just letting... Okay, let's talk about that guy who's out and open pedophile. He's in Virginia. We don't need to speak his name because hopefully he does not win. But this cat is... Well, they took away his child and his wife left him. But he, used to, he wrote blogs about fucking kids. He wrote blogs about fucking kids and being a benevolent white supremacist, whatever the fuck that means. And this guy... Yeah, I have
1: no idea what that means.
0: Yeah. How can you be benevolent and be a white supremacist? I don't know. This guy is trying to figure like, that like out. Like, white
1: man's burden? I think it's, like, the closest thing we got to that. But, like... What the fuck? Yeah. Like, some 18, like 1800s motherfucker?
0: He's definitely... He also considered himself a neo-reactionary. So, women belong as property to men. And... Children, there should be some type of, you know, mechanism in which the state allows dudes to fuck kids and share the child fucking. It's weird. The GOP is gone off a of deep end. And I don't know if this guy's officially with the GOP, but he's definitely trying to ride that to- those coattails and that whole, you know, Trumpism wagon, that bandwagon.
1: Yeah, it's oof. Well, I, I, if, if you allow me, I can go a little bit out onto, like, why these people are all suddenly popping up in the Republican Party now rather than before.
0: Go for it.
1: OK. So quick little history lesson. Uh, you Nazis have always been in the United States ever since Nazis were We're like a thing. Um, but they've always been in, like, separate uh, organizations away from both the Republican or Democratic Party. They've always been out of the mainstream. Um, I think the closest they ever gotten to was like in the 80s, during the big revival of neo Nazism around the world, or specifically the West. Uh, but even then, they were like in the Republicans were smart, even like so the Republicans were smart enough to like, you know, separate themselves from them, not allow them into the party, stuff like that. But recently, ever since uh, um, the events at uh, Charlottesville, where um, Fucking neo-Nazi ran over a whole crowd of people and killed one person, Heather Heyer, um, and injured many others. Um, and there was a huge backlash against neo against the far right um, in, in the United States. Like even liberals were like fucking coming out to protest and screaming at Nazis. Um, but, so like because of this, uh, the alt-right, uh, which is like what they call themselves now, um, realized they can't have a mass movement. This isn't the time for them. Uh, maybe they can try later. So in the meantime. Um, the, the far right kind of gone two ways. Um, one, uh, one of the ways, for like example, the um, like like Adam Waffen, which is let's just go underground. Um, basically, you, you don't have public lives anymore. Your whole job is to uh, train how to use guns, uh, learn how to make uh, like home home explosives, and just kill people. Like that's your whole thing. You just murder people. You're a terrorist. That's where that's your life now. Uh, that that's the that that's their route that they're the one side is going. The other side is basically instead of going underground, they're going undercover. Um, they're joining the military. They're joining the police. They're joining the Republican Party, which is where this kind of plugs in. Um, they are basically still basically fascists. Um, some of them are crypto fascists, like some of them are hiding it under kind of modern uh, right populist rhetoric. Um, but with all the dog whistles. Others are just uh, like for example, some of the eight uh, some of the eights that we've identified um, are just out in open fascists. They're saying, okay, what if we try just running as an open fascist? How can we do within the Republican Party, which is already have a pretty far right base, um, And like, that, that's where the, that's where we're at. Now. That's where the far right is right now. because they cannot have a massive movement, they either have to infiltrate the, like, the mainstream through the Republican Party or they just become terrorist organizations. So yeah, that, that's the end of my little history tidbit to, like, where the alt-right is up to now.
0: And that's important to know. That's important to know because, and I'm taking the your, your last point, the infiltration route, and particularly the infiltration of the Republican Party. So this Paul Nailing guy, he's running for the U.S. House of Representatives in Wisconsin, the same seat that Paul Ryan occupies now, and will no longer occupy because he decided to fucking quit. So, this cat is outright anti-Semitic. He had a hit list of people on Twitter that he claimed were Jews or Crypto-Jews, and you know, Just spouts just a shit ton of anti-Semitic stuff I don't really feel like getting into. That kind of turns my stomach a little bit. But my problem is, okay, you have this neo-Nazi fascist all about Donald Trump's yesterday draws going hard. He has the Republican nomination in this district for the U.S. House. And I haven't heard shit from Paul Ryan. At all. I haven't heard yeah. them promote any other alternative candidates in that district. I haven't heard anything.
1: Yeah, they can't even find a fucking intern who's, like, willing to run as a puppet. Like, they, they can't even do that shit. No, and, and, like, in the end of the day, like, half of it is because they're incompetent. The other half is because they're afraid of, like, because they realize, um, I'm pretty sure Paul Ryan realized this, um... Uh, the base of the Republican party is moving further and further to the right, even further than even these people are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, so like they're afraid of scaring this new, like all right base. Um, that's makes a lot of propaganda for them to be honest. Like online, uh, like they basically run the right, the right wing online. Um, they are the right wing online. Um, so like they're, they're afraid to really go after them that hard, unless they're like, like a child molester or, you know, like someone like, um, Yeah. Uh, Or or like fucking Roy Moore, who's like just has this whole history of like getting kicked out of uh, shopping malls or being a fucking uh, towards uh, underage girls, like shit like that. Like unless it's obvious, unless it's like that kind of stuff, like they'll like, you know, um, disown them or whatever. But like they'll never actively go against them because they know like they can disown the far right. But like at the end of the day, they can still use them
0: they're useful to the Republican party, Nazis and alt rights and incels. And I guess to quote Hillary Clinton, a basket of deplorables, they are useful.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're useful. Like, but the thing is like, if, if, they're, if these Republicans like read their fucking history, they would know that like, no, the, the alt right is way it's, it's, is is using the Republican party. Like they're, They kind of – they've done this trick where um, the far right uses the moderate, the acceptable right wing um, to like further push uh, the overton, like the ideological acceptance window further to the right or at least extend it to the right.
0: And obviously we can go into a whole – another wormhole about this considering a lot of this is due to the weakness and the problems with a two-party system. Um but I digress. What can we do about this shit? What can we do as leftists to really thwart these assholes?
1: Well, uh one thing is like these people have names, they have addresses, they have business, they have like places of their work, um, they have community groups, they have probably go to churches, um, like you know, like, uh, and they like. There are people in the Republican Party um, who are terrified, who realistically are like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't have Nazis here." Like, it's like even like fucking like uh like after the the events at Charlottesville on, on in August, like even fucking uh Mitt Romney was like, "No, Antifa has the higher ground, has the moral high ground here." Like, even fucking Mitt Romney was like supporting Antifa, like. Like yeah, these are fucking horrible people who will like sell out like the entire working class if it makes them extra dollar. But even they know like like after the working class is gone is is gone, they're next on the chopping block. Like they acknowledge this. They're, they're at least some of them are smart enough to realize that. Um, so putting pressure on like local Republican parties to disown the to disown the putting pressure on the national party to disown them. Um, hell no, not but at least run a fucking like, uh, run a different, can- like a different candidate to like, try to like, help steal votes or do something. Um, fucking like hell, like putting out progressive, uh, candidates. I mean, I'm an anarchist, but even I acknowledge, like, I'd rather have like a fucking, uh, a progressive rather than a Nazi in, 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 in that office, you know, um, doing anything that's possible, anything in your power to make sure these people don't get elected and not only not get elected, but outright shamed publicly, <clears throat> but outright shamed publicly um, to the point where, like, they can't be, like, they, they, they just can't leave their houses anymore. They can't campaign. They can't go out and, like, shake hands or whatever. Like, that kind of stuff.
0: You know, I, I believe that needs to happen. But I feel like there has to be something more because these assholes have no shame. Like, Corey Stewart in Virginia, who's running for the Senate, This dude has no shame. You can call him a Nazi all you want. And he's going to be like, yeah, sure. You can call him a white supremacist all you want. Yeah, sure. People could be fucking angry at him. And yeah, sure. And the fact that, okay, the Republicans... Oh, this is just really discouraging for me. The fact that the Republicans couldn't mount a good challenge to this guy. Or same with you know, Paul Neal in Wisconsin, or the Nazi in, you know, the suburbs, Chicago suburbs, there was nobody. Hell, the Democrats always find some shitty ass moderate to run against any progressive candidate they got, but yet the Republicans can't do that for a Nazi? Which, maybe, maybe things are changing, maybe they don't view this as a liability anymore. Maybe they believe the game has changed to where a Nazi is no longer a, a liability. It may be a danger, but it will still get them campaign dollars and maybe assure their fucking seat wherever they are at. What are your thoughts yeah. on that?
1: Like when it comes to that public shaving stuff, it's not like targeted towards necessarily the like, – you can, you can modify it to like it's not targeted at the Nazi. Like the Nazi – um, is like the subject, but it's like you're targeting other like the like other major institutions like the, like the Republican Party. Let the Republican Party know, like, hey, this guy's a Nazi. Like, why the fuck are you filling with him? Uh, does that mean like uh, does that mean you support Nazis? And like, well, well, the Repub- like Republicans like lose their shit when they when they get called like especially the uh, lower like the lower level people like mm-hmm. people who aren't like uh like you know like senators and like representatives and like party officials. Um, that are, like, appointed rather than elected, um, they are, like, like they have a lot of barrier, they have a lot of buffer between you and them. Uh, but when it comes to, like, the lower-level people, like, nah, their existence is very precarious. Um, they are scared shitless of any small thing that might happen to, might, like, ruin their like, their pop, their future career. Um, like, they're the ones you should be, like, you should, really should be targeting. Like, they're the ones who have, if anything, realistically, more power Um, on the local level Um, so they're the ones who you should kind of like you should like you know proactively let know uh hey if you uh like why are you letting this nazi run on their uh, like why are you not doing anything to like stop this guy
0: okay so to clarify it'll be kind of like all right candidate republican candidate a in state of i don't know republican land is a nazi Candidate B is not a Nazi in Republican land, but, you know, his district is adjacent. Put some pressure on Candidate B and the local Republican Party and Republican land and put pressure on them so that hopefully we can stop Candidate A, the Nazi, from even having a platform to run as a Nazi. Exactly. All right. Cool. That gives me a little bit of hope. I hope people really consider that because I feel like there's a, people are all riled up about it in left-wing media, but I'm not seeing a lot of activists or a lot of people on the ground actually attacking them. Maybe some Antifa, but I'm not seeing that that presence very Mm -hmm. strong in, say, Janesville, Wisconsin. And I feel like this is a problem and we need to really, really address it. Because if you think 2018 is bad, 2020 will be worse.
1: Yeah, this is going to creep up on us really bad if we don't do anything.
0: Exactly. And God forbid, you know, Trump 2020, he wins. You probably will have, you know, if you get 20 congressmen that are open white supremacists, that is a, that's a problem. That's a big block. That's a chunk that can have a little sway. And you have the president who shares a lot of that views or shares those views. I'm not going to say game over, but we just made the shit a lot harder for ourselves. Yeah. Normally, this kind of rant, you know, it helps. And these gripes, it helps kind of get something out. You know, maybe calming down. Maybe there's a there's a way in which we can work this out and there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't see much of a light. I think I'm more riled up yeah. after this crime.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, mainly because it's one that's still actively ongoing, and it isn't, like... It's something that's, like... Compared to, like, stuff that comes out of, like, liberal circles, where it's just they're incompetent, this is, like, no, this is, like, genuinely dangerous. Like, this is this is gonna get people... Like, really... This is gonna get people killed.
0: Yes. It's going to get people killed. And if you don't like any of the stuff that's going on with ICE and what's happening in the borderlands and, you know, where you're estranging children from their parents and forced separation, and now you're talking about, I would say they're concentrating these kids and all these families on camps on military bases. If you don't like that, this is going to get worse because they're going all in on the immigration thing right now. And they're dragging whatever modern Republican may have been there, they're dragging them along. So this shit's going to get nasty. And if they get a stronger power base, which is likely because um, the DCCC is, I will say, the enemy to all progressive change, We're in a, we're in a world of hurt.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a good place to end it <laughs> It's a breathing place to end it But yeah I, This is uh, the reality So like you know Fucking uh, find out who your local Nazis are And uh, ruin their lives Before they start thinking about running for Congress
0: Let's do that That's a great idea Byron Thank you for giving me this moment To just fucking Cripe uh, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Nazis Nazis Nazis! 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 Mm, Nazis! Alright, gang, we came to the end of another episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. You can follow us on Twitter at movement underscore color. And remember to support your local socialist people of color podcast at patreon.com Movement of Color. My name is Brandon Peyton Carrillo. Adiós. Color. The boyfriend of Color